1: look to counter-attack after a narrow scrape with Darwin Nunez, got a lot of support to the right, Salah, talk about a breakaway goal,
2: talk about so close at one end
0: and delirium at the other. Beavers and up and under, is it keeper's ball, has to go for the punch away, overhead kick from Matthew Leckie. It silences the crowd, and Matthew Lecky with a spectacular goal.
2: So it's to wide for
0: Luke Shaw. Rashford! Yeah. He is the man that they cannot silence.
2: Now Burgess, past one on his left foot. Let's play First blood
1: in the derby.
0: And it's sky blue celebrate with the
2: supporters yes hello again tuesday night means football night here on sen happy valentine's day to one and all if you're in love with the beautiful game then you're in the right place simon hill and alex bross back for another edition of the global game good to have you on board as well and here's what's coming up over the next two hours (laughs) Derby Delight for Sydney FC will chat to Sky Blue's head coach Steve Corica about their win at Wonderland. We'll review the rest of the A-League Round 16 action and Newcastle midfielder Angus Thurgate joins us to explain how the Jets have taken flight. Spencer Pryor will be with us to preview the biggest Premier League clash of the season, Arsenal versus Manchester City. Alicia Carnavas is live to look ahead to the Cup of Nations. Can the Matildas give their fans belief that they can win the Women's World Cup? And Paul Williams is our man for Football Asia to look back on a stellar FIFA Club World Cup campaign for Al Halal. It's all to come between now and 11 o'clock right here on SEN. Yes, good to have you with us for the next two hours. Uh, Alex Brosk and Alex Molchanov in the studio with me. What about this, Brosky? Alex Molchanov says we've got a great opener tonight. Really good commentary. Oh, you're not on it, he says to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, My Alex. <laughs> I just love,
1: I, I tell you what I love. I love after Lecky's goal and you hear the ooh and then just silence. Yeah, It's br- <laughs> one of the best sounds in football when a, a away team scores a,
0: a brilliant goal like that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Broski, what's your week been like?
0: Um, It's been a bit quiet, and I mean, Valentine's Day today. um, Did did you buy the bunch of flowers? No, I actually had a pretty boring day. Did you get the card? Nothing, nothing. Nothing? Well, the kids stayed home from school, so that didn't give me any alone (laughs) time. I'm spending the evening with you guys, so (laughs) that's my Valentine's (laughs) Day right there. So
2: you're in the kennel tonight when you get home. (laughs) Um, Alex Moultonoff, now, you were telling me before we came on air that uh, you were watching a former A-League import in action in the NPL New South Wales across the weekend.
1: Uh, Luick Puyo. Uh, he's now playing, well, now signed for Rockdale. He started on the weekend against Arpia Leichhardt in a 6-0 loss. Mm. Lambert Parkham was dragged off at half time, So Ooh. things have gone downhill for Loic. He was with MacArthur for about three months, yeah. I think. He's back in the country uh, didn't cover himself in glory. Let's put it that way.
2: Okay. Uh, we have two prizes to give away. As per usual, a Global Game T-shirt from Strip Tees and a double pass to an a game of your choice. So uh, please get involved, as you always do. Uh, give us a call, 1300 0111 70. us a text, 0457 736 736. Or, of course, you can tweet us, at Global Game SEN. But uh, let's get things started as normal with Starter for Five. Question one, Alex Brosk, 26,000 for the Sydney Derby, which was excellent, but only 15,000 attending A-League matches collectively elsewhere. Crowds are cause for concern or post-COVID, it was always going to be a slow
0: burn? Um, Look, post-COVID, it was going to be a slow burn, but I do think more so that the move to Paramount Paramount has definitely made us less visible. So I, I do think we need to be doing more... To market the game, um, you know, to get that connection that was promised with the fans, you know, because you've seen in the derbies great, great attendances, and, and they are our big games, and, and we have no drama selling those out. But it's the it's it's every other game yeah. that we struggle with, and it, it is tough to see because the quality's there, the football's been great. It's just getting our product more visible and in people's faces.
2: It's that that little glimpse of potential we see every few weeks, isn't it? Sydney Derby, Melbourne Derby, a big blue, an original rivalry, an F3 Derby. Those marquee games, and you think we could be onto Mm. something here, but it's just not been able to kick on. And I think we need to do a lot more to get the crowds back in, in bigger numbers. Uh, Question two, Alex Moltinov. Rangers' decision, you might have seen this during the week, to allow Partick Thistle to equalise after they scored a rather controversial goal. Sportsmanship of the best sort, or if we demand that every week, the game will be fraught. I
1: seem to remember Marcelo Bielsa ordering something like this at Leeds while he was in the championship. But absolutely, you've got to do this because if I'm the team playing Rangers next week, I've seen Tillman get up after being injured, injured in... Quotation marks. Get back up, race, take the ball off the defender and score. Then, if I'm playing them next week, there's no way I'm I'm kicking the ball out. I'm doing nothing to yeah. give them anything. So, if you want that to keep happening, you want the game to be played in some sort of spirit. You have to give them that goal. Did
0: he give reason as to why? Did Did he just not think they were going to get the well, ball back?
2: I think I think Tillman was had gone down and was about to get or did have treatment for injury, yeah. and he says he wasn't aware that. Partick were about to give the ball back to Rangers, so he went okay. and stole the ball and, and scored. scored. And of course, all hell broke loose. Mm. What about the keeper trying point to, on,
0: <laughs> trying to stop it from going in at the very end? <laughs> That's well. right. That Alan right. McGregor was not happy. <laughs> no,
2: he wasn't. He wasn't keen. But credit to Michael Beal. I think that yeah. was the right thing to do. And they won the game three two anyway. Uh, question three, Alex Brosk. Only the Central Coast Mariners have a collective player average age under twenty six this season. That's for minutes played. Youth development needs addressing right now, or financial realities dictate when and how?
0: Um, no, I, I think it needs to be addressed now because we we want kids coming through. That always used to be, I think back in the day, especially more so in the NSL. And I may be, I may be, I may be wrong, but it just seemed like there were more opportunities for kids back in the day, and that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. But I think the mariners what they're showing is that you can have both. You can be blooding in youngsters, playing them, giving them the minutes they need, the league needs and, and our country needs, right? If we want our Socceroos to do well, we need young kids playing so they they can get moves overseas and we the country benefits from that. The Mariners are showing that it can be done. Mm. It's just coaches around the league just being brave enough and, and, and doing it. Because Arnie did once say, you know, he, he tried to play a couple, a lot of kids in one season um, that famously didn't go too well. And he and he did say, you don't win anything with kids. But the Mariners are showing that it, it can be done. Mm. Thought that was Alan Hansen back in the day. Um,
2: it, during the pandemic, we did have a, an average yes. age. There was a lot lower. But and Danny Townsend has got on record as saying, look, maybe this is just a, an evening out process. I don't know whether that's. You know, 100% correct, but uh, they say they're going to address this at some point. They are having discussions. I'd love to see the Youth League return, but yeah. I guess it also d- happened, uh, depends what happens with the National 2nd Division. Mm-hmm. Goodness me, there's about 15 different strands mm-hmm. in there. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Question four, Alex Moltinov. The Premier League's financial power... Detrimental for the rest of the continent or their own fault for being comparatively financial incompetent. I hope you're impressed that I got continent and in, incompetent to rhyme there.
1: Well, and we also packed some massive issues into the start we of, have, of five we? this week. Um, the Premier League's financial power. We're going to go way over, so I'm going to fade the music here. Um, it's detrimental for the rest of the continent. And it's not the Premier League's fault that that's no. the case, but it creates this atmosphere where the Super League is popping its head up again this week, and other clubs are going to be in a position where they're looking over at England going, there's no way we can compete with them unless we are setting up some sort of closed shop to guarantee we're getting the same money and the TV money. So, um, yeah, it's something that needs to be dealt with within the constraints of what we have now, if if we want football to stay as it is. So I don't know how that happens, but it, it's not healthy when we're looking every transfer window at the big player that wants to leave, and it can only go to two or three clubs. One mm. of them is Manchester City, and admittedly, probably the other two are Real Madrid and PSG, and they're not in the Premier League, but that that's not a healthy, thriving football environment, I don't think.
2: I, th- I think I also read something during the window that Southampton had spent yeah. more money than league and clubs collectively in the window. Which suggests, well, doesn't suggest, it underlines the fact that the Premier League has such financial might these days that uh, the rest of the continent is struggling to keep up. And yet it's not really translating into total dominance of the European club competitions. Strangely enough. Do
1: you not think that will happen over the next few years? Well, I mean, it's I been, it, been
2: rumoured for a long time that, oh, you know, English clubs are, are going to win everything. But they don't. Mm. It, do, it doesn't happen that way. Mm. Um, and yes, it's probably this, the same handful of clubs, the Real Madrid's, Barcelona's, Bayern Munich's, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, who are, you know, the, the, the main challengers. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, question five. We have run out of music, but it doesn't matter. Alex Brosk. <laughs> Blimey, I, I've been busy with the start of the five <laughs> questions this week. Football Australia shutting down questions on Saudi Arabia's sponsorship of the FIFA Women's World Cup. They did this at a press conference uh, only last week. Sanitising the media is an affront to the game, or all the other codes do the same?
0: Look, I, I guess my initial thought to the question is, uh, this is going to keep happening, and at what point do we start to give... Saudi Arabia, a chance. I mean, they, they're obviously talking the talk and saying, right, they're starting to do things, they're putting money towards mm. women, all the things and all the issues that have come up, they're seeming to, not all of them, but they're seeming to start to address that. At what point do we say, okay, well, enough is enough like well, we're, we're happy with I, I have the no problem with
2: with a balanced view being put forward and so mm-hmm. my issue really was the fact that the, the the journalists who attended that press conference weren't allowed to ask that question now I am told that in subsequent one-on-one interviews with players and Tony Gustafson they were allowed to ask that question mm-hmm. uh, but I think when you shut down questions from journalists at media conferences that's a slippery slope we're supposed to have a free media, and this is
1: part of going to a press conference is you a ask a question task, and maybe yeah. that one gets spattered away, but then someone else is asking it two yeah. questions later in a different format. That's yeah. part of the, the to and fro of a press conference, yeah. correct? And
2: the, and the players and coaches are adults. I mean, they can always say, look, I don't want to answer that or I don't have enough information or that's a question for the Federation or for James Johnson or whatever it is. Uh, my point is not whether they should answer the question. It's more that it should be allowed to be asked. That that's the yeah. cornerstone of a democracy, isn't it? Well sure.
0: I know I, I don't understand it anyway. I mean, yes, this is a controversial topic, uh, very controversial, but I mean other codes thrive off controversy. Yeah. You know, so and there's nothing wrong, like you said, with asking the question. You you find yeah. a way to answer it, but it has to be asked. Otherwise we're not doing our job.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh that was starter four five. If you got any views on that? Thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh send us a text, O four five seven, seven three six, seven three six, or tweet us at global game. SEN, one quick question from Matt McGurr via Twitter, Broski. Uh, we're seeing the Matildas Centre of Excellence that is being built. Uh, when are we going to have one for the men and where should it be?
0: Where should it be? I think um, Sydney
2: has been mooted yes. given that the Matildas one is in Melbourne. So,
0: And that is part of what Arnie's uh, contract has, has said, right? He's yep. he's aiming to to build up a base for the Socceroos. So, um, if the yeah, I, I'd say it probably will be in Sydney.
2: Yeah, if they can get the government money, which, of course, is uh, the missing link.
1: State election (laughs) next March. There we go. There
2: There we go. Mm. Get out there on the hustings, football people. We need the cash. We need the facilities. Uh, This game doesn't have enough of them. We're off to our first quick break. On the other side of it, uh, we will speak to Steve Corica. We did a pre-recorded interview with uh, Steve this afternoon. He has commitments uh, tonight. Uh, So we'll talk to him about the derby win against the Wanderers at the weekend.